Let's see. So this week, man, I've had a very interesting week, to say the least. Uh, this week has been a very uh, awakening week for me and uh, things that I believe that God is doing and giving me answers to things and helping out people around, uh, helping up our other ministry leaders this week. Uh, it's been phenomenal. It's been amazing. Um, and so I just believe God is doing something in the midst of us. I, I feel like God is going to raise you up to be a voice to people that are uh, people who may be more um, seasoned than you coming to you for uh, advice on how to lead them. All right. So we shall see what the Lord is doing. And I just feel like, you know, I was here. Uh, uh, we, I was here supporting um, the church that's before us. They were having revival on Wednesday. And I just believe that God's glory is breaking out all throughout the earth. And it's in small pockets that you don't realize or see. And I believe God wants to do that for you as well. So, so I, I was here and, you know, we're about to start a new series soon. Uh, I got a series of messages I'm already talking to the pastoral team about that we're going to bring before you. Um, we got stuff coming soon. We're going to be talk, dealing with some deep stuff, um, hot button issues uh, that people have. Uh, we're going to be talking about heaven in the next few weeks. We're going to tell you, we're going to kill some of this misconception about heaven and Jesus. We're going to we're going to get we're going to tell you the real deal about heaven and also we're going to have a series about sexuality if we're in the hot button stuff so we can uh dive deep into that but tonight i sensed in my spirit that i want to um i want to kill uh something in your mind is being afraid of your future uh, i want to kind of deal with that very briefly i want to uh secure you with uh, uh it's okay to have human worries all right uh, uh, we all have worries, you know what I'm saying, of what is ahead and what lies ahead. Uh, but I want to let you know that what lies ahead does not, uh, what lies ahead does not compare to the one that walks alongside of you. All right. So I, I just want you to have that understanding that uh, I want you, I want, it's okay to have, it's okay to be afraid. But it's not okay when you allow fear to overcome, uh, to overcome you and allow doubt to overcome your belief. Yeah. All right. It's okay to have some, uh, in, it's okay to have some, uh, um, it's okay not to have uh, or, or feel like you have full certainty of what's ahead. Yeah. All right. The reality is that only, the only thing that we know is who holds our future. Yeah. All right. And we know who's the one who authored and created it. However, at certain times, and well, most of the time, Jesus does not allow us to know the full out's plan or allow us to know what we're going to go through. There, you know, great things can make people afraid. Yeah. It can be a great opportunity. It can be great things that lie in front of you, but you can still be scared. Yeah. All right. Joshua, after Moses uh, died, Joshua is now in position and now he's the one that is, uh, uh, he's the one in position. And now he, he's the one that uh, uh, God said to Joshua, my servant Moses has died. My servant Moses has died. Now it's time for you to go ahead and take, you know, take, take authority now and, and lead my people into Israel. 
And so you got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm telling you now, you, 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 that was afraid. Joshua had a little bit of nervousness about that. It's okay to feel, it's okay to be nervous. Like, oh, I'm nervous about this. I'm not necessarily sure about this. I'm nervous. This is nerve wracking. I'm not sure if I want to do this, but I want you to be secure about your future. I want you to be secure about your future. I want you to be secure about your future. I want you to have a certainty about it. Are you hearing me tonight? So it's okay to, to feel a little nervous. But I want you to understand that tonight, who is behind you is greater and more powerful than whatever thing is in front of you. Do you hear me tonight? Jacozy's already running off of that word. Amen. Y'all need to get doing Jacozy's praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's already full of the word. He said, Pastor B, you're preaching already. Are you hearing me? So here we go. Here we go. I, I want you to understand this because a lot of you have great things that are ahead of you. A lot of you have great things that lie and wake in front of you. But I want you to understand tonight to not get nervous, to not be afraid. I want, the, I want you to understand tonight that, that you have to focus your mind in. You got to get your mind focused. You got to get your mind wrapped around on what God wants to do in your life. Are you hearing me tonight? It's okay. Let me tell you something. You, you cannot get distracted. You can't allow yourself to get distracted. You can't even allow your own doubt to then cause you to say, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. Because a lot of times, ladies and gentlemen, what I realize that some of us run away from great opportunities because you're afraid of the moment. You are afraid of the moment. And the moment is right here. And it's called you got to seize it. You got to take it for what it is and you got to seize it. And ladies and gentlemen, you have something you you're, let me tell you something right where you are. If you put your mind on things that are present and I'm going to get into it, uh, if you if you got your mind on what is uh, uh, what you are currently dealing with or what your current situation is, you will never have hope for the future because your mind is always stuck on where you currently are. But you're not understanding what you're currently doing is setting you up for where you're going. All right, let's go here. Colossians chapter 3, verses uh, 1 and 2. All right, let me see. I want to continue this conversation I had on Tuesday night. It says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Say sitting, sitting. at the right hand of God. Right. Verse 2, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. I want to focus in on sitting at the right hand of God. I want to focus on this one phrase. Let me take your attention now to uh, uh, Psalm 118, verse 16. It says, the right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does. Oh, my God, I've been getting this word wrong all day long. Valently. Violently. I'm excuse me. Violently. My country, my just, I get it from my mother. <laughs> it's just country. It's just, 
You know, and, you know, for our preacher's friends, you practice a word like I've been practicing this all day long. <laughs> ah! So it says the right hand of the Lord is exalted. All right. And so uh, uh, then Hebrews chapter 12 uh, verse 2 said, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. And so uh, I want to I want to focus in on this this one sitting at the right hand of God. So there's a couple things he says. I want you to set your mind on things above. Right. So here's the thing. Most most of the time when we are starting to feel ourselves feel uh, 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 overwhelmed is because our focus has now became on what is currently going on around us. All right. You're saying to yourself, well, Pastor B, I have this business idea. I'm putting it together and all of that stuff like that. But I don't have no money. Doesn't matter about the money. Put the plan together. It has nothing to do. Listen, listen. When we started TCF, we had nothing. <laughs> nothing. Are you hearing me? Zero. Amen. Nothing. We did a GoFundMe campaign. At first, we put it at 50000 Then we realized once we got over here and realized how much it was going to be, then we had to lower that down, all right? But what we did, listen, we got only $1,500. And then what happened is my pastor then gave us $2,500 and said, be blessed. <laughs> That's all we had. Listen, I had credit cards, amen? <laughs> Unfortunately, I did broke my own rule. But God had a plan. It's putting it together. And so as you build this, then people start sowing into the plan that God has given you and seeing it done in excellence. Then people say, I want to partner with that. But if you're only looking where you currently are and not putting your mind where Jesus is on the right hand of the father. See, this is important. The psalmist said that at the Lord's right hand is exalted. That means is that when you, ladies and gentlemen, when he's sitting on the right hand of the father, most of the people's like, oh, okay, that's just a seat. No, that's not a regular seat. When you sit at the right hand, you're sitting at honor. You're sitting at authority. That's why when that's why on the ordination service, when we laid hands on Pastor Dom and when we laid hands on Elder Brittany, we laid our right hand upon them. Because with our right hand, we are then bestowing upon them the right to uh, authority, the right to govern in the house of the Lord. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand that when you set your mind where things are, when you set your mind where Jesus is, then that means that whatever you got currently going on, you have now allowed Jesus to be exalted over it. I want you to sit at the, he, he's, he's at the right hand of the father for a reason. Because he is your advocate. He is your helper in this thing, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sitting, he's sitting at the right hand making intercession for you. So guess what? He's at that position because God, his father gave him a, gave him a name that's above any other name. That has authority. That has, and oh my God, he has bestowed honor upon his name. And because of that, he sits right next to him on the right hand, on his right hand side. You all have that right hand man. That right hand person who you bestow trust upon. You know, for those who are married, you, you, you know, she your right hand or he your right hand. 
Hey man, you shouldn't be on the left. <laughs> I don't know about them. <laughs> but he said he's at the right hand of God. And you have to set your mind on where he is sitting upon the throne. And so I just felt like as we were in here, I just felt like a lot of you have your hands to some great things. How many of you all feel in here you got your hand to something big? You got your hands on something big that there's something. I, I want you to know that here's the thing. When you have your hands set on something big, you got to focus your mind even more on where Jesus is. Oh, my God. You got to lock yourself even more because guess who's coming? There is an enemy that's coming to sift you as wheat. But Jesus said to Peter, I prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And you cannot allow your faith to fail you right before your breakthrough comes. You cannot allow your faith to fail you right before you start getting started. You cannot allow those negative thoughts. Well, if, if this doesn't work, if that doesn't work, what do you mean if it doesn't work? If God is behind it, it's obligated to work. I would be nervous too if God didn't obligate me to do it. Oh my God. If God didn't bestow a blessing upon me to start this, I would be nervous. I would look at muff, muff the muff and see if the rent gonna be paid. But guess what? I haven't had to do that because if God is behind something, he will make sure it would be sustained and God will keep you in the midst of it. Are you hearing me tonight? So I want you to set your mind where Jesus is. I want you to set your mind there. You got something big that's on the way. But why are you afraid of the future? Hallelujah. When your future is in God's hands and anything that's in God's hands is secured. It's secured. Listen, you can, listen, let me tell you something. Just because you have turbulence and along along the way does not mean that your oh my God, your arrival is not safe. Oh my God, help me in this room tonight. You may take off and experience some turbulence along the way, but you have a, oh my God, you have a pilot that is well experienced. Oh my God, I'm very nervous when I'm on a plane with some, on a plane with a pilot who's not experienced that can get me through where I need to get through. But you have a God that is a pilot and he knows how to navigate you through the, oh my God, when the winds, he knows how to shift your plane and put it back steady to make sure you can make a safe arrival. But if you're so caught up, I'm not worthy. Stop stating the obvious. We know that already. <laughs> we know that already. Neither am I. None of us are. But God just chose to use you. Oh, that's me. You took that excuse from me. Let me find something else. Uh, let me see if I can find. Ah, I gotcha. I don't feel like I'm prepared enough. None of us were prepared enough for what you're going to do. I don't think I'm prepared enough for marriage. You'll never be that prepared for marriage. <laughs> oh, my God, in this room. Hallelujah. Oh, 
I don't think I got enough of, you know, uh, uh, education behind me. I don't have theological school. I don't have the seminary. I haven't gone to business school. I haven't done all that stuff. Like, what does it matter? It don't matter anything, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something. If you got, if you give God something to work with, if you give God your heart and your mind, if you're willing to go through, oh my God, go through the process, you'll be more, oh my God, processed than somebody who got all the degrees to their name and there's nothing wrong with having degrees but I'm telling you now that shouldn't stop you well I don't have any it doesn't matter because guess what if God has set you to it he said I want you to set your mind where Jesus is sitting on the right hand that means if he's on the right hand, that means he has authority. And that means he has the authority to subdue your enemies. Because let me tell you, along the way, when you do what you're going to do, you're going to have some enemies that meet you. And they will come in different forms. Hallelujah. They will come with the people that are close to you. They will come as people who are not trying to get, who are trying to talk down what you are trying to do. They will come, oh my God, they will come as unbelievers, masking themselves to be believers, but they don't really believe in you. Hallelujah. They just want to be around you to see if this thing actually going to work. They don't care if they don't really care about you. They don't even really care if you even make it. All they want to see is, is what you going to do work? Because if it works, I'm going to stay around you. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. If your mind is concerned with people and wrapped up in people and wrapped up in what people think about you instead of where Jesus is, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to get, oh my God, you're going to feel discouraged. But let me tell you something. When your mind is fully locked, you might get discouraged for a moment, but you say that don't determine my success. My success ain't determined by that. It's determined that God is, oh my God, God is the one who's made me successful. It is God who freely gives. He chooses who he wants to bless at any moment, at any time. It is God who decides what he's going to do. But that's why you got to set your mind where he is. You got to set because he's at the right hand. Hallelujah. We often say that, oh, Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father. But don't know, I don't understand what that really means. That has everything to do with your life has everything to do with your life. Because with him, in the, with him in that seat of position of authority, that means that he is able to, oh my God, subdue enemies, to, oh my God, to, oh my God, to put you over the top. Because let me tell you something, I think a lot of us in this room are facing like, oh my God, now I'm doing what I'm doing, but I'm facing, I feel like there's something blocking it up. And I, I just feel like there's, something, there's just something not pushing me through. And, and let me tell you something, that's when you have to focus your mind and pray even harder on what's going on. Because even like Daniel, Daniel, I told you this before, he prayed for about 21 days. And if Daniel would have 
stopped then the angel of the Lord wouldn't have been able to get to him and told him what really happened that he told him the very fact of the matter is I was coming but there was something that was holding me up but that's what Daniel did Daniel said I need an answer I need something to move and so I'm gonna pray I'm gonna seek your face let me tell you something tonight when you lock your mind on where Jesus is that means you're coming to him to seek his face to turn his face to your situation you're not just seeking a handout no I'm seeking the face of God so that God can move listen I can have what you got but it's nothing more than having your face turn over me and because when he turns his face he turns his favor and everything that he has to offer with it Stop trying to seek God's hand and seek God's face. Because when his face turns to you, his hand has got to move over. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love what the psalmist said here in Psalm 62 verse 11. He says, God has spoken once, twice. I have heard this. That power belongs to God. And at the end of the day, when you set your mind where he is, then you realize who got the power. Hallelujah. Nobody got the power to destroy you. Nothing got the power to overcome you. Jesus has all power in his hands. And the same power that rose Christ from the dead is living on the inside of you. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. The same power. The same power. Say that's right, Jacozy. Same power. He's going to be my runner. I just feel it. Listen, run back over there, Jacozy. <laughs> he said, Power belongs to God. So, all power of Jesus is God. It belongs to him. In other words, when God puts him at the seat of that right hand, that means that God is saying God the Father has made Jesus equal to him. He already was equal. But when he resurrected and got up and he ascended, see, God the Father made him equal. The Son was equal to the Father. He said, listen here, the psalmist says, also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy for your tender, so I mean, excuse me, for you render to each one according to his work. Let me tell you something. God's power has the ability to unlock and lock anything that stands in your way. Jesus told the church of Philadelphia, behold, I set before you a door. He says, an open door. This ministry opportunity here in this region. I want you to affect it. Most of you, a door is sitting in your way, sitting, sitting there, and it's open. Now, some of you don't like this door because it ain't as open. It's not open in the places that you want it. But it's an open door. You don't like this door because you know you got to walk in it. But let me tell you something. This door don't stay open for long. You got to make a decision. 
But if your mind's still wrapped up on what you want and what you, what you think is going to give you validation, you're not going to go through this door. Huh? You're not going to go through this door. There is a door that is set apart, is set for us, not only here, but also in Silver Spring. God is opening up this door in Silver Spring. And, and there's something that's helping. And there's, he said, I'm putting a door in front of you. And I, I'm, I'm putting a door there. I want you to take advantage of the door. I want you to walk through the door. Oh, my God. And, and guess what? When I open this door, no man can shut it. No man can shut it. No man can stand before you because I've opened the door. I've made room for you. I've opened this opportunity. I've opened this. Let me tell you something. Don't the, why are you? Uh, let me pray about it first. Let me, let me, let me get back to me, Reverend. <laughs> what? You got to go and get it. I got a door in front of you. Some of your doors are in different uh, 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 streams, uh, different influence, influential streams that you that you're going to influence, and your doors. Some of your doors I know in here is in cosmetology, and some of your doors are in uh, uh, on social through social media and through 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 the network, and some of your doors are in different spots. He said, "I want you to take advantage of it. I want you to take advantage of it, and when you put your mind where he is." You understand that he has the power and he has the power to push me through it. He has the power to sustain me in it. He has the power to provide for me there. And guess what? Let me tell you something. And when you get through it, when you get through it, when you walk through it, it will amaze you what God will do. My thing to us tonight, and I'm coming to a close, is give God a chance. Don't give, your, don't give your unbelief a chance. You'll have it there, but give God a chance. Let God actually prove, prove to you who he is. And guess what? While God's proving to you who he is, he's also going to pr prove to you who you are in him. Some of you really don't know what you can be until you give God a chance. Some of you don't know what you can really go and achieve until you give God a chance. Some of you that couldn't, some of you will shock yourselves. Even some of you, even right now, you're shocking yourself because of what you're doing. Because you never thought in a million years you would be doing it this way. But let me tell you something. God will shock you about who you are. And it will shock yourself. And guess what? Not only will it shock yourself, but the people around you will be shocked from it. Because when they heard Jesus speak in front of us, could any good thing come out of Nazareth? Can any good thing come out of Bowie? Can any good thing come out of D.C.? Can any good thing come out of Clarksville? Can any good thing come out of... And so it shocks them because he uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Because it does not make sense that God will use a person like you. It does not make sense where God will use somebody of your caliber to do something so magnificent and so great. Well, you might as well get used to it because you got a front row seat on this thing we call an iPhone and I pray you do got one because if you don't God you need prayer I'm here I, I, I preach I pastor a church of iPhones I don't you Samsung users I don't know what to do with you you don't belong here 
<laughs> well, you know, I, we didn't claim my mom for a while until she got down. <laughs> oh my God, this is just a joke, man. This is just a joke. People get really offended by this, man. They get really offended. Stand your feet. We're getting out of here. We're getting out of here. May you focus your mind in on Christ. He's sitting at the right hand of God. Let him. Let him focus your mind there. Looking unto him. Author. Finisher. Of your feet. Because when you set your mind where he is and you concentrate there, while things are going around you, you can have peace. He said, I'll keep your mind in perfect peace as you keep your mind stayed on me where he is. Are you hearing me tonight? Are you hearing me tonight? Lift your hands to heaven and ask God to fill you right here. Ask God to give you. Say, God, focus. let me focus my mind where you are. Let me put my mind where you are. <laughs> Show me who I can be where you are. Hallelujah. I give you full control to take over me. And really mean it. Don't just say it. Really mean it tonight. Come on, your destiny awakens before you. It's your future on the line. Your children's children's futures on the line. Out of decision you made. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Come on and ask God. Come on, fill you right here.